Welcome to Fearlessly Made You. I am your host, Christy Tobias. Joining me today are guests just striving to dominate in their personal and professional lives while answering the question, what does it mean to be fearlessly made? On this episode of Fearlessly Made You, I am honored and blessed to have my dear friend, Kate Waldo-Jones, with me. The coolest thing that I love about Kate is her, of course, and just being the amazing woman that she is. But Kate is like the true essence of an entrepreneur. She has three, that's right, count them, three businesses. But you know what? I think instead of me talking about those businesses, I'm going to have Kate introduce herself. So Kate, Thank you, and welcome to Fearlessly Made You. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. It's so exciting. So you guys, we, of course, we're going to do a customary cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. We always have our wine. And this is really a cheers to Kate being Kate. Like, it's just so phenomenal because I love, just in the, the little bit of time we've gotten to spend together, learning about who you are. Um, you have this beautiful fierceness and this energy that is just, it's its refreshing and it's calming. And it amazes me because you were very busy. Um, so, so I want you to share uh, with our Fearlessly Made You crew, just talk a little bit about who you are um, and, and really dive into, I mean, the truth behind you being a, what I call the, the she-woman entrepreneur of the world, basically. <laughs> of the world seems like a bit of a stretch, but I mean, thank you. <laughs> I'll take it for today. (laughs) So yeah, um, my name is Kate Waldo-Jones and I uh, have a few businesses. And what I'm really passionate about is helping people live easier and more enjoyable lives. That's what everything is all about. So I started in entrepreneurship world with my first business, Orchid Organizing, which is a professional organizing business. And then I started to really get into uh, the systems and all the backend stuff that makes entrepreneurship actually work <laughs> so that you can serve your clients and, and do a great job for them while also making sure that everything else happens and the business is profitable and you can enjoy your life. Yes. So yes, <laughs> you can live the whole purpose of why you started your own business in the first place you have that free time. So I got really into the systems and I started to teach that through Kate Waldo and co, which is now kind of the umbrella business that is, that covers all the different things that I do, that my team does. And uh, so Kate Waldo and co is where we help entrepreneurs, especially single millennial entrepreneurs Mm. go from seven day work weeks to three day work weeks, all while being able to maintain their six figure business. So that's what we really, really are passionate about with Kate Waldo and Co. And then that also ties into my personal blog, which is Simplified Lux Life. I have a podcast with that. And we talk about life hacks and like, how can you live life easier in a more simplistic way? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> like we still want really nice things, but we don't need a lot of it. Yeah. We're just like quality over quantity and just enjoying life. I love it. Okay. So if you were counting along with us, three businesses, (laughs) um, and the great thing too is as you're talking about it and sharing, there's a passion for each one. Mm -hmm. And I love the connectedness of where they come into your life, where they come into a professional, personal uh, blend. Mm -hmm. Because I think now, especially, um, we've learned that we used to have that conversation around separate your personal and professional lives. Yeah. It doesn't really exist now. I mean, no. there's the understanding of kind of where you want to be mindful, but that blend is so important. And I'm just curious for you, 
thinking about kind of how you got here and how you started your businesses. Was there a passion? Was there something that inspired you from, you know, whether it's from childhood or just any type of uh, motivation that got you to this place? Yeah. So I, when I got out of grad school, I went straight into sales and had a medical device sales job that was really cool. But, um, it was the lifestyle of being in sales was really tough. Mm -hmm. And it felt like there was no, you talk about work-life balance, but work, but work always bled into life, but it wasn't really the life that I wanted to live. There was a lot of whining and dining with clients that I didn't even like. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Important to know. <laughs> right? <laughs> you mean not like people. Like it's okay, but it's, yeah. when it's your job, it's like, oh. Right, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. And um, I was good at it, but I just didn't feel that fire and that passion. And yeah. I watched my mom give up her career being in medical device sales to take care of me, but still like kind of lose that fire yeah. of who she was as an individual woman. And so I wanted to figure out how can I make sure that I still keep that fire and that passion as eventually I want to be able to have a family and children and be able to do both. And at the same time, not be the last parent to pick up my kid at school. Yeah. Oh, not, wow. Cause like, can you, oh, the days of like being the last one yeah. at school, like sitting there waiting on your mom. And ugh, anyway, I love so. that though, because that, I feel like that's hitting home for a lot of people and you know and we'll definitely make sure people know how to contact you so we'll all go through all of that during our time because I want to just continue to dig into more of you but you you said something that really resonates which is that that personal life work blend versus the work bleeding into everything you do. Right. And I talk about, so, you know, as you guys all know, as a reminder, Fearlessly Made You, the podcast is, you know, a bridge from Fearlessly Made You, the book. If you're watching, you see it right here. If you're not watching, I have my book with me. You're welcome. Um, and it's on Amazon. And it's on Amazon. <laughs> a little shameless plug. And Kate just bought it. <laughs> I did. Two copies. Oh, I love it. But one of the things that we talk about in there, I talk about my mom a lot yeah. and because she's my inspiration one of the hardest working women that I know. Um, and it's really not that she re regrets anything of her life and the directions that she's gone, but you know, us or four of us kids and she worked and she was full, you know, a mom and it was just a lot. I mean, my dad was there, but he worked as well. Mm -hmm. So we were always the last kids to be picked up. There was always something yeah. going on. And it's like now seeing how she's kind of like found that personal blend for her is so beautiful, yeah. but it's what you're sharing. I feel like would have been really great for her, because she would have, you know, nowadays would have been the age of millennials, but yeah. it would have been wonderful for her to kind of help, you know, identify what is it that I need to be able to do within my life to help support making it more effective and, you know, kind of juggling everything, but in a more simplified way. Yeah, absolutely. So for you, did you find, like you were talking about with your mom and you're talking about your life too, do you find that this is kind of bleeding into as well how you kind of drive your life and your mm. kind of personal style as well? Absolutely, because when I started with the professional organizing business, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. It's it's like how an accountant would laugh at you to say that they would have someone else do their taxes for them. And why would you pay for that? Right. That's kind of how I felt about organizing. But people would always ask me to do it. My friends in college would like invite me over to their dorm rooms if they were really messy because they knew that I couldn't stand how it looked <laughs> and that I would end up like cleaning up. <laughs> Great friends. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tricksters. I know, I know. But all of these things I started to realize drive me to make it just makes life easier mm -hmm. when things have a place. Everything has a home. There's a system for things. And I think especially in entrepreneurship, that can feel 
not fun. It can feel not sexy, not creative, whatever. But it actually, for me, I find, and most people, creates a lot of space, Mm. a lot of headspace so that you can be in that really high level thinking when everything works easily around you. I like that. Simplifying your life to create space. Yeah. That's beautiful. May even be the title of this episode. Who knows? Uh, So as you say that, what I start to think about then is the conversation around space. But also, as you're creating that space, there's some fear that goes into you kind of building what you want out of something that, like you said, others were like, but this is, shouldn't this be like normal life? Like you should always be organizing things, but you don't. And there's more to that, but it it makes me wonder where was there fear for you? I mean, I'm sure it was a little daunting to start a business. And I don't know if you saw people in front of you or saw a pathway forward, but I'm curious about like what fear existed for you as you were building, not just one, but really three businesses and and your brand. Yeah. Well, that was never the starting point was three businesses and like a brand and and all of them intertwining with one another. But when I started, yeah, it was so scary. I quit my job. I moved back home from across the country and I moved back in with my mom at 26 years old. And it was, so the hustle was there because I was ready. (laughs) So grateful (laughs) for the ability to do that. But, um, but I didn't want to stay in that spot. And so, yeah, there was a lot of fear there of what if this doesn't work? What if I just made a huge mistake? What if I just, I quit a corporate sales job that I was making the most money I'd ever made in my entire life to move back in with my mom, to barely be able to make $400 rent a month because I had nothing. So, um, yeah, it was scary, but it was also seemed like there's no other option here. That's fair. Life is too short. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because I think we get caught up in life mm-hmm. and life owning our journey, but it's really about us owning what our existence looks like. And you bring up the the fear existed, but you didn't let that fear own your direction. Yeah. And so I talk about, of course, the conversation around being fearlessly made. And it's that you acknowledge the fear, but mm-hmm. you don't let that fear own you. So I kind of want to dive in just a little further into that. So what does being fearlessly made mean to you? Yeah, I think that it means you recognize that you can't operate at 100% on all the things mm-hmm. all the time but you still take steps forward. Yes. That you don't have this expectation of yourself that you will be perfect ever. Yeah. Or even strive to be that, but that you can continue to move forward and it's going to get you closer to where you want to be. I love that. And as you're, you think about that journey forward, did you have, I'm sure there were barriers in your way and challenges, maybe even people that were barriers or challenges in your way. Um, I think about moving back in with your mom. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that conversation was like, I'm sure, because I'm sure, like both of us, we are very driven people, but yeah. when you make risky choices mm-hmm. to pursue your dreams, there's always going to be people who have opinions on that. Whether they're allowed yeah. to or not, they're going to have opinions. Oh, yeah. So I'm just curious about what some of those maybe barriers, challenges, and even like feedback that you received. I really think the biggest obstacle was myself. Mm, Okay, dive into that. Because I've learned through this whole journey that we are in control of our circumstances, Mm -hmm. whether we want to believe that or not. If we can really own that and say, 
I cast this situation in my life. I cast this person as a character in my life, as someone to learn from, a situation to learn from. Then you can operate with so much more grace and compassion yes. toward things, even when really bad things happen, yeah. that if you have the outlook of somehow my subconscious casts this situation or this person or whatever this thing is in my life for me to learn something from it. Absolutely. And I was talking this morning about cycles yes. and that these things can happen and continue to happen. And you think why you could think why me, or you could have the mindset shift of there's still something that I have not learned yet from yes. this. This is why it keeps happening. And once I learn it and really get really gets ingrained, then we can move on from that. So I would say the biggest obstacle is definitely myself working on mindset and belief that I could do these things. Yes. I had I was really lucky. I had a very supportive friends and family. I think they they were like, this is great, good for you. You know, my parents were definitely concerned. They still talked about like 401ks and pension plans that don't exist anymore. <laughs> you know, life has changed. Like <laughs> that Rolex that you get when you've been in a company for right. 30 years, right. you know? But, um, but so that was like their fear for me of like, will you be safe? Will you be taken care of all those things? But really stepping into my power of getting out of my own way, recognizing that I can be extremely independent and self-sufficient and that the scariest thing would be to end up like my boss in the corporate job that I didn't ever want to be like. Yeah, absolutely. So any alternative was better than that. Well, that I think is so powerful in and of itself. It's you just unpacked so much. It's so deep. I think, you know, we need a little we wine a little, on a little that wine one. For that. Yes. Mm. You know, she, Kate just truly like, pulled back the layers of so many things that I think we all feel, but don't say. Yeah. And there's such truth to that. As I, you know, I have my corporate job. If I didn't love it, that would be a great question for me too, because yeah. I'd love, you know, getting the chance to have these conversations with people who I admire, but people that I call friends. And it's that question, like you said, of, but life is short. What am I not doing? Because yeah. I'm afraid of being in a place where I don't have a certain path right. or being in a place where things aren't laid out perfectly for me yeah, or in the way. And I think you, you, what you said was really interesting. There's that generational difference. And so I definitely want to kind of touch on, because yeah. I know that you specifically target millennials. So I want to touch on that too. Yeah. There's that generational difference in mindset with, and I, I feel like I still have some of that, though I technically am in the millennial world, yeah. where it's that safety net. And we all thought yeah. that this safety net existed in corporate America or right. existed in whatever business provided benefits. Mm -hmm. And more and more, we're kind of unpacking the layers and those businesses are also having to unpack the layers as yeah. things change. And so I'm curious for you, I really want to dive into that, that target of, I want to teach millennials real life, like in understanding yeah. that. I think that's so powerful and important. But I think there's something in that, that others, so even if you're not a millennial, but I think there's something in that, that I, I want to unpack for other people. So I'd love to kind of dive into that kind of targeted approach with millennials, but also kind of unpacking the layers behind it. Yeah. Well, as millennials, we were kind of sold this from our parents of, I was talking to some girlfriends and I don't know about you, but a lot of us thought we should be married by 23, 24. We should definitely have babies by 30. I'm 29 going on 30 and I'm not married. I don't have children. I want those things in my life. But I also thought that I would be looked down upon by this part in my life. Mm. And, and that, that kind of stopped me 
from doing a lot of things that I, I just looked for security and yes. where are the steps, you know, which I understand that people who go into careers with paths that have very clear steps, a lawyer, a doctor, um, that, that it's very obvious. This is what I do and this is what I'll get. Yeah. But if you, and we need those people. Yes. We absolutely, absolutely. need those people. Absolutely. But also there is, we have been through so much as a generation of not wanting to be like our parents, our parents encouraging us, especially as females to yep. that we are capable of doing anything. We can have any job we want. We don't have to even get married at all if we don't want to. Yeah. Uh, but also they still did those things. Yes, that's what we saw. So we don't <laughs> have the model. It's, right. Yes, you can do this. You are capable of doing this, but where's the model? Yep. And um, you know, the guys too, like, what does that look like? You know, I'm I'm not um, an attorney, but I'm an entrepreneur, and I bring together all these people in the community, and like that's really cool too. But why is that not looked at as equal? Right. Absolutely. And so, what I really love to do is help the entrepreneurs who have seen that glimmer of I can do things differently, yeah. and I can live life differently, and actually enjoy it to where I don't need. I can have it, but I don't necessarily need the big house and all the stuff and the boats and the cars and the like once a year trip out west to ski. Like, what if we do life differently? What if we don't need all the stuff? What if we live in a place that allows us to be transient and move when we feel like moving, travel when we feel like traveling multiple times a year? Yeah. And how do we make that work in a way that the business can keep running and you can enjoy life and you can work with people that are like-minded and that work feels like fun? Yes. Oh my. All right. We're just going <laughs> to, for those of you that are not watching, you should be right now at this moment. We're, we're just going to sit here. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to drink our wine. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I think this is probably the most time that I've drank wine in a, a session. Am I stressing of, you out? No, the opposite. <laughs> you're bringing such calmness and peace. And I told you, your vibe is so refreshing. It's the opposite of that, which I think is so important for us all to hear because I think five years ago, that conversation would have probably stressed people out because they didn't know life outside of like yeah. just the boundaries that were set. But the irony of the past couple years is guess what got taken away all the stuff <laughs> you yeah. couldn't do all the stuff anymore yeah. and so you had to rethink life and the mm -hmm. purposefulness around it and I think you just hit the nail on the head and you said it at the beginning you know you can live your life and still you know be successful yeah. in a way that just looks different and that is okay right like I came here from I was living in Brooklyn and it was a real big mindset shift of I always kind of wanted to live in the Gulf and mm -hmm. 30A was really the only beach I didn't know about Pensacola and I thought that will be later mm -hmm. in my 50s 60s maybe if I'm lucky probably right. 70s um, and that's just a life goal but then starting to realize life is so short and it's so precious and if we can do literally nothing else and you take away all the distractions, what do you want to do? How do you want to spend your days? Where do you want to spend your time? Yes. And Pensacola, you know, it's so beautiful. It is. And it's, people ask all the time, like, so you live in Pensacola? It's like, I, I do live in Pensacola because to your point, it is so beautiful. And like you, and I think we bonded over that we both been in Brooklyn at some point. Like I lived in yeah. New York for like a year ish when I was on a client, but this 
speed here helps you think about life mm -hmm. and what's important. And yep. I think you just hit the nail on the head with that is with your transition from Brooklyn to Pensacola and that shift. There's yeah. such a huge shift in where you go, mm -hmm. what you do on a daily basis, yep. who you see on a regular, or who you don't see. Right. Because you could easily go all day and not see anyone. Yeah, that's very easy to yep. do here. You can do, to go <laughs> not to a beach. soul. <laughs> nope, go to the beach and be by yourself. Like, oh, it's just me. Yeah. But it's so important because I think too, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. What you've done is like you've mentioned before, created space. You've created a space that's your own. Mm -hmm. And you've created a space that you are responsible for yeah. and only you live in. Not to say other people yeah. can't be there, but when you do that, you allow yourself to really breathe and be. Yep. And so I'm so curious too for you, as you kind of are embracing that space for you, are there things that you're starting to learn about yourself that maybe you wouldn't have learned before? Oh yeah, being here and not knowing anyone and starting to really curate a life of what is important to me and how if given the, you can create the opportunity for yourself mm -hmm. to live the perfect average day right. every day. Right. And we're, we're kind of sold on the dream too, that that happens later. That mm -hmm. happens in retirement or like that's only for really rich people. You have to have a lot of money to do that. You have to be super privileged to do that. And Yes, not that those things are not true, right. but you have an opportunity to create a life for yourself if you think outside the box yes. of how can we get that done? And that's why I'm so passionate about working with entrepreneurs specifically is to kind of turn that light on and say, look, you, you can live somewhere else. You could live at the beach if you want to live at the beach. You can live in the mountains if you want to live in the mountains. Like, let's figure out how we can make this work for you. And if you don't want to work seven days a week, let's make it three. Yeah. Let's, you know, only a couple hours a day. Like, how do you want to do that? And you have that ability to curate the life that you want. That's where Simplified Lux Life comes in a lot is like we can make things beautiful and wonderful and easy and create breathing room, yes. physical, in the physical space, in the mental space to just enjoy. Oh, I love it. Well, and as you talk about that, I love that you've, again, targeted helping support entrepreneurs. Yeah. As I think about people who are listening, they're like, okay, this sounds right, but I'm still not sure. Uh, how do you encourage people or, or even just tidbits that you want to cascade to people that connect them to, you know, you can live this fearless existence yeah. and here's how. So what would those kind of tips and tidbits be for you? My favorite thing to talk to my clients and my students about, which they're all over the world. So everyone's in different situations, mm -hmm. but um, I love to talk about impermanence. And when you embrace impermanence, that's the, the state or being that nothing remains the same forever. Oh, okay. And so that can be really scary yeah. because especially for you and I, our parents' generation was like safety, security, yeah. knowing what's coming next, all of those things and holding on really tightly to that. But when you can embrace impermanence, that nothing will ever be the same for the whole, all the time. Like yeah. we are human beings, meaning that we won't always be here. Yeah. Our, our, time on this planet is impermanent. It doesn't last forever. Also, the jobs we have, the friends we have, the situations we're in, good and bad are impermanent. Yeah. So when we embrace that and know that things flow to us when they should and away from us when they don't need to be there anymore, mm. life is a lot more peaceful. You can just take a deep breath yes. and, and it 
I think when you can truly start to embrace that and be okay with that, nothing will ever stay the same. The only constant is change. You know, that seems so corny and cliche, but if you can find peace in that, that the good things won't last forever, but also the bad things don't last forever. That's a great perspective and mindset. And it it brings me to the, the conversation around that peace is can be hard for mm-hmm. people to come by and the peace for you. So it's amazing that that's kind of where you found that safe space is within yeah. that conversation around impermanence. And so I'm, I'm wonder for you too, you have to build in self-care. You have to build in that oh, yeah. balance and what that looks like. Oh, yeah. So talk to us a little about your self-care and your balance. And I'm, I actually would love to hear for you thinking about where you were before with your job that you the medical sales job you didn't like it yeah and now where you are what balance looks like from then to now yeah well I was in like in medical sales and then I went into staffing sales and it was just there was there were no boundaries on that Mm -hmm. but it was also kind of an environment that took over everything Mm. that you just always needed to be on Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like I was serving a greater purpose which was what really ate at me. And I think that's why a lot of people go into entrepreneurship is they have this greater purpose of what are they doing in life? You know, how do I really contribute? How do I really make a difference? Um, So in that, um, I lost you for a second. What was the question again? It's it's time for wine anyway. So we're going to take a little wine sip. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go into balance and self-care. Exactly. Which okay. this helped with anyways. Yes. Balance and self-care. Love a good a good glass of wine. Yes. Not to skip ahead. No, girl. Go but, ahead. Okay. Well, I love a um, Willamette Valley Pinot Noir <laughs> is my ultimate. Like, that's an easy... I think I told you about my Willamette Valley. Did I tell you about my Willamette Valley <gasps> no. story? Oh my goodness. There's a whole story behind it. So I accidentally um, became a, a member of Willamette Valley Vineyards. Um, Best accident ever. Yeah, it was an accident. I had a client that was in Oregon. Um, and some of you may not even know this story. So fun <laughs> fact. Um, I had a client that I was working with, the hospital I was working with out in Oregon. And I would fly into Portland. And they were two hours yeah. south, I think, yeah. of Portland. I want to say that for my Oregon people. Sorry, my geography <laughs> is not great. But halfway there, I would always see Willamette Valley Vineyards. Yeah. And you know, what? like everyone knows Willamette Valley Vineyards. And yeah. so for those of you that don't, best Pinot Noirs yes. in the world. Like Absolutely. we won't even say just in America, in the world. And that has been said. And um, so I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize they were here. And I, yeah. s- would, I stopped and I would make that a, a, a trip. Like I would always mm-hmm. stop there because by the time I flew in from Pensacola to Oregon, my day was starting all over again. Right. So I'd stop there and take conference calls because they put me up in a little room oh. and have some wine. And I'd go, you know, to my client because I didn't need to be on site until the next day. Nice. And then on my way back again, same travel thing. I would stop there for actually dinner and then go to my Mm. hotel and fly out the next morning. And I did that so often they started to know who I was. And there was one night where it was my last visit to this client. And they're like, oh, you're not going to be back for a while. Well, let's take you like on a a tour because I never really took a tour. And so they took me to this like room that if you ever go to Willamette Valley Vineyards, 
in their tasting room, there's just like wood paneling. Mm -hmm. It opens up into like this whole section in the back that looks over the mountain, which is like amazing. Like a speakeasy outdoor. Kind of like a, a private club-ish sort of thing for members. Ooh. Yeah. But it's like, to your point, like there's like soft music going on. Yeah. And it's really beautiful. I should be a spokesperson for Willamette Valley. I think so. Sponsored by. I know. I'm going to talk to them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when you go back there, it's just like peace. Yeah. And so in that peace, I became a member of the <laughs> <laughs> That is a beautiful oh, story. I really love that. You're I welcome. really love that. Yes, my new wine is coming in soon, so we'll share some. <laughs> oh, yes. I love that. That's very on brand. Yes. Well, I think that like one of the biggest shifts for me was working with my coach was huge on this. And it was, I fought back against this big time was that self-care comes first mm. before work, yes. before family, before friends. Self-care is first. So meditation, journaling, exercise, yoga, um, like salt baths, whatever that looks like, eating healthy, um, all the cliche things that actually make a massive difference. Because like I said earlier, my biggest thing that was in my way was myself. Yes. My mindset. Yes. And starting to take care of me as a vessel for what I'm trying to accomplish in this world. It's not about me. Yeah. It's about what I'm trying to do to help. Not, it's not about what I'm trying to do. It's about what I can be a conduit for to help other people accomplish. Yes. I love that. That's beautiful. And so perfectly said. So thinking about you being a conduit, I would love for you to share with our fearlessly made you crew. I'm sure so many people are like, okay, how do I get a hold of Kate? Like I need to talk to her. How can people find you? I love Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. So uh, Kate Waldo and Co. is my like, main Instagram account. Uh, Orchid Organizing is the uh, professional organizing that's like closets and pantries. We, do, we have four locations across the U.S. that does that. Um, and then my, uh, my podcast, Simplified Lux Life, is through my blog account, which is Kate Waldo underscore. So it, oh, fantastic. Kate. Oh my goodness. Again, most wine I've drank in this session, just, <laughs> but no, thank you because you've really helped bring, I think so much awareness to the fact that we can own our journeys in such a beautiful way. I mean, you do so much embody this side of fearlessly made you that I don't think we talk about enough, which is the side where we take care of us. Yeah. You know, we talk about owning our journey and being real forward and out there, but we also have to take care of us and mm -hmm. take care of ourselves, but also that helps us then continue to pour into others yeah. in a way that's going to help others live their lives their way yeah. as well. I'm going to bring up everybody yes. along the way. Thank you. Oh, Kate, always a joy to spend time with you and so glad that I could bring you on to Fearlessly Made You, the podcast. Thanks. We appreciate you so much. And guys, make sure you stay tuned for another episode of Fearlessly Made You.